Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients podcast with your hosts, Joel Miner and Andrew Quadrio. Joel and Andrew are on a mission to make you aware of all the unnecessary pain and unavoidable costs that commonly happens throughout a building or renovating process, educate you on how to avoid these common mistakes, as well as share knowledge, experience, ideas, and inspiration so you can enjoy your building experience. What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients podcast. G'day guys, welcome back to this week's episode. Hope you're all doing well and had a great week. Joel, how are you, mate? Good, good. Oh, if, uh, it's good to get, we've had a little bit of warmer weather this week. It's been nice, it hasn't been freezing. So... We're, both wearing, we're both not wearing a jumper this week and a hoodie and, and the rest. So yeah, it's a bit warm. Stupid, like four degrees or something last <laughs> week, which is cold for us that's, northerners. That's silly. That's silly. Freezing, freezing nuts off the other night. Um, now, guys, this week um, our topic is uh, why a builder's quote is so different. And the reason why we're talking about this is because Joel came up with, was talking to someone the other day. Excellent new story, Joel. It's your story. Yes, I was talking to a couple the other day. I just turned my phone on quiet because I always seem to forget to turn oh. it on quiet when I go. So rude. But, but um, I was talking to a couple early this week, and I hear this quite a lot within the building industry that people. <laughs> Hey, you know, we've had a couple of builders out and we're, you know, we're wanting to, this, for example, they were wanting to put a deck at the back and it was quite a large size deck and then we're wanting to extend the back of the house, put a deck and a roof and all that sort of stuff. And we've had three other builders come out and we've had like, one was like 20 grand, one was like 35 and the other was 65 and the one at 65 just seemed ridiculous, like just way over the top. And I just sort of said, oh, I asked like, you know, what, you know, how, how did it go and what sort of happened? Was there, you know, like, do you know what they're quoting on? Like, oh, we just told them we wanted a six by seven meter deck and that's what they did. I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. Do you like guys have any plans or anything? Like, did you have something to give to them to say, you know, this is, you know, this is what we're wanting. Here's the design. Here's the materials we're wanting to use, all that sort of stuff. And they said, oh, no, we don't have anything like that. We're just trying to get some pricing to, to work out what's going to be affordable. And uh, I sort of just got to the point where I'm like, well, that's, I said, the hard part with that, I said, what essentially you're doing is his grab, like you've got one bloke coming in, you're saying want a six by seven day. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, it's like when you say something, you know, all the time, you never say it the same way, the same, same time again. So like, you know, it, you always say the same similar thing, but the context will change or something, the words will change. And there's, and there gets this bit of miscommunication between you and the builder or whoever's coming to look at it yeah, and then what happens you leave you go oh i forgot to tell him that <laughs> yeah and you've told the other builder that but yeah, didn't tell him that that. you know we, we want to just uh you know this type of timber decking and you've told the other bloke about you know you want pine joists or steel bearers and joy like it just there can be so many variables and and it makes it hard for builders if you haven't got plans to quote on anything because you're not really comparing apples for apples with that aspect because you, like I said, you're just, you're talking to them and then you tell them one thing and that the miscommunication just gets so unclear. And then by the time they've gone back and worked it out, they're sort of just working out what they normally do in their head. And then, you know, another builder might have a different method of doing it. And mm. then you get, they get all the prices back and they're like, well, how's old mate over there? 65. How's E 35 and the other one 25, you know, mm. like, how's that work? Like, 20, the one at 25 grand, I'm thinking, what was he just supplying the materials and no labor? Which is a, which is, can be a scary point. Like, and I feel like a lot of owners go in this pathway and they, they kind of get the vibe of, well, 
that's a really expensive one. That's a really cheap one. Let's try and shoot for somewhere in the middle because is he just too dear and he's too cheap? What's he forgotten? I hear that yeah. conversation come along a lot. It's yeah. people go, oh, I don't quite trust what they've quoted on. I'm not sure what I'm getting. And you know, I asked them, what are they getting? I don't know. They didn't, they couldn't tell me. And, yeah, and one, one page quote, it's a six by seven deck. Yeah, that's it. And, the deck. <laughs> and it. it's, it's like the question they were asking me is like, who do we trust? Like, we don't know, like, you know, they were just wanting some guidance on like, you know, how do we move forward and, and what's it going to cost and all that sort of, you know, the same sort of questions everyone asks when they are going through renovation. They, they want to know how much it's going to cost. Like, can we afford it? Is it going to be possible? You know, what's the best way to go? What materials do we need to use? And a lot of people don't like have that knowledge because they don't do it every day to sort of, you know, they've got no idea in their head of what they want, whether they want low maintenance or, you know, they're happy to spend a bit extra to have that low maintenance product so they don't have to, you know, do. And that's something I like to ask. Like I asked them, I said, are you guys planning to be here for the next five years, 10 years? Like, like, are you going to die here? And they go, well, we pretty much plan to stay here for a quite some time. I'm like, well, you know, it kind of makes sense to go low maintenance because I know we we're talking to Jono about this the other day. Um, from Jay Clark Constructions, he was talking about, you know, it starts paying, things start paying for itself. Like, you know, you don't have to oil your deck every two years or a year, depending on weather and how, how badly it's in the sun. You know, after that four or five year mark, it's, it's, it's returning you the money because you haven't got to pay someone else. So I guess what factors, like you'd probably have similar dramas with this and what factors do you see with people and how this, can i guess like why the quotes can be so different what factors do people consider or should consider i guess yeah. to that you know extent well, i think i think uh like referencing your story i think the i think the first step for that which is what you took them through which is what you did for them anyway but the first step just to everyone else know, the first step for the people in that situation is the reason why the biggest reason why there's so much variance is because there's not a clear scope for everybody to, to quote on. There's not plans. There's not material choices. There's not all this sort of stuff. So, like, the very first step in the process should be involving someone that can design what you're after and take it from an idea in your head to, a, to some sort of documentation that then you can go and put it, put it to tender if you haven't involved a builder in an early stage, which, you know, everybody knows from this podcast, we are, we are big fans of because of so many benefits to, to the homeowner. Um, buildability, um, we can control costs. Uh, we can- Help control costs. Yeah, help control costs <laughs> and, 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 keep, and keep designers in check and, and, and keep people from, you know, falling in love with designs that they can't afford, which, yeah. you know, I think 99% of the time, people that come to us and do the same job that the, their budget is like 50 to 75% of where it should be when they start. Yeah. And walk, walk me through that a little bit. I'm just going to go into a little bit of the design stage here. Cause I want to break this down with how, like how this gets communicated on a plan. So whatever builder you're choosing or whatever, you know, if you're getting a couple of quotes from a few different builders, like what sort of, I guess, detail and things so that I guess from the homeowner's perspective can understand that, you know, oh, that's that's why we need to get plans. You know that, that that's why this is important. Yeah, yeah. Well, essentially, the, the the plans for a deck, for example, is going to show is going to tell you how big it is, what it's going to be made from. Um, you know, it's going to have simple labels on it that say hardwood deck or mobile deck or 
composite decking or something like that to get, at least give an indication for the builder to say, okay, right, this is the, this is the, or whoever's pricing it, this is the, um, this is the way we're going to go down, right? Then we'll confirm, we can confirm the choice of material down the track sort of thing. Um, and it's going to tell you, you know, if it's got a roof, if it doesn't have a roof, if it butts into the house, if it's flyover, it's in the fascia, if it's completely separate, you know, there's lots and lots and lots of different factors that add to the price or that, that add, that change the price of a, a renovation or deck, for, for example, in this, in this um, example, and having a set of plans that, are pretty well detailed, but they don't have to be, they don't have to be, you know, a thousand percent detailed sort of thing. But they need to be pretty well documented so that they need to be a two A level um, that allows, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty clear for everybody to see what they're getting sort of thing. Yeah, and the method that just gives the methodology for the builder, I guess, too, when they're pricing, they can, yeah. you know, they they can see what's there. It's like, all right, well, you know, we've got to have the post, we've got to do the bearers, we've got to do the joists. Like, all they can see the method when, yeah, when it's not clearly document documented, it really makes it hard to be able to get that point across to that builder mm. just with communication because things just it just gets forgotten. That's why in the building industry everything runs off plans because it's just. You can give it to any trade, any builder, anyone, and go, hey, this is what we're yeah. doing. And they go, oh, sweet. Yeah, no as, clear, as clear as possible to as many people as possible, um, whether that's builders or subtrades or whatever sort of thing. And I mean, the next the next step from there is is compare when you get your quotes in, is comparing the scope. So what the actual what they're actually going to do. And I'm sure that those people didn't have one of their plans for starters, so comparing a scope. Or, or, or basically a list of the, the of the items that the that the builder is going to do would be very different between those three quotes that they have between the 65 the 35 the 25 would be very very different i would suspect that the 65 would include quite a bit and then the 25 would say erect six by seven deck 25 grand yeah surprise me if, that, if that's what that looked like yeah a apples for apples is really important and if you do yeah. get quotes that do say just a one-line breakdown you know construction of six by seven deck ask them for more details because you want to make sure you're clear on what you're getting from them and you and vice versa they want to make sure that you want to make like you want to make sure that what they're quoting is what you're getting so that they're not just you know making it up in their head and going oh i didn't allow for any of that because that's how generally the conversation goes when halfway through the building project yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. pick the cheapest quote the like, i didn't allow for them yeah that, that's going to be extra oh handrails yeah. you wanted handrails handrails why for you didn't <laughs> tell me that yeah so that is something to consider too when going yeah. through and just picking the cheaper quote or if you're trying to like that's something that's a big red flag straight up if you've got one one line item description of what they're doing then there's something i'll be asking yeah. questions you know just saying you know hey look i'm not yeah. quite sure i don't understand what you know you're what cool, you're, yeah. what we're including because you know it's not really clear yeah for sure and and the other thing the other thing to um, think about as well is licensing and and that sort of stuff so are they are they a registered builder are they licensed you know someone that being a registered as, as like Joel and I are registered builders and, and licensed and, and it adds to it's a cost that we have to bear as a business and so if someone's just a carpenter and not a builder they haven't got to pay the the the, the extra administrators and all that stuff as it well. goes with that so that that can be a factor as well in the in the sort of variance in price yeah 
adds to adds to our overheads to be, be, we're going to be businessy and technical, but it adds to our overheads. So we pass that on to the client. That adds to our cost of running our business. And, and that is a good like a good point Andrew just brought up, like talking with license things and stuff. Like on your quote, there should be when you do receive a quote for a builder, there should be a license number to check. I know up in here in Queensland, it's QBCC. So you can just literally jump on the website, punch in the number, and it'll tell you whether there's license. If they're licensed, it'll also tell you if they've had any marks against their name, if they've had anything that's, you know, gone wrong. So if you want to do a bit of research on your builder, you can jump on, you can see what licenses they have. Like they may have multiple, they may only have one. They may not have, if you search and nothing pops up, then that's probably, a, I'd be a little bit worried. That's when you ask a question or three. And I know in Sydney, you, I'm assuming you guys would have something similar. Yeah, yeah, very, very similar. Yeah, yeah, jump on, um, I think it's a uh, fair trading website. It's about fair trading website. And um, you can you can search for uh, yeah builders license and trades license and that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, it's very it's a very quick process. It only takes sort of five minutes. Yes, it doesn't take long. Like do your due diligence with that people with that guys. It's just really really important. And you know, like I said, if it's not on there, then I'd be asking the question. Say, hey, can you know have you got your license number? You can just send me through. I just noticed Mm -hmm. it hadn't been on there because legally Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be on the quote. You know, signage all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I guess the other part I want to break down of this is going, I know we've talked a little bit about this before, but it's just good to go back through of, I want to break down a little more what we were just talking about, how the price can be different. You yep. know, there's, there is three, me and Andrew talk about the three different, um, things that yep. can factor in, you know, there is overheads and, yeah. you know, a few other bits and pieces that generally cost to run a business, but uh, a lot like each business is set up differently into different structure and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, the price should be around something very, not around something similar, but there shouldn't be a massive gap difference no. unless something's being, you know, no. being missed out. And you want to run through Andrew and just explain the yeah, three so different the, types. The three biggest factors in the variance of price when it comes, especially when you, this is when you've got documentation. So if you've got documentation, everybody's quoting on the same thing. Um, so you've got it, you've got this deck drawn and it's everybody gets the same plans. If you've got big variances in price, then then there's you the, there's typically three factors that that has to do it. One is if it's is if there's one, there's two, there's two about the same, one really cheap. One really cheap is either using inferior quality labor. So you're gonna get a poor job, you're gonna get a poor experience, and the thing's probably gonna fall apart fairly soon. Uh, they're either using inferior materials because every builder buys materials for the same, about the same price. They're all within a little bit of a, like within your area. Like I, I probably pay different to what Joel does up there, but with, you know, up down here, we pay, all pay about the same amount. And they give, um, like they, most suppliers give you a builder's list. Like, you know, here's all the, like, here's, here's your supply rate for being a builder basically. So, you know, unless yeah. you're maybe like a project home builder who does, you know, That's a lot of yeah, houses. If you're looking for a deck or a, or a renovation, you're not going to get a project, a project home builder. It's not going to price it. It's not their work sort of thing. So. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other one is the, the last one, which is the, which is the biggest factor is the, is the builder's margin. And we've talked about this before as well, that <laughs> you may think, oh, yeah, it's better, it's better to charge. Why are they charging you such a higher margin? Well, the reason why, they, why people charge higher margin is, is just because to spend enough time with you and give you the level of attention that your project deserves. If so, if subconsciously the builder will choose the one with that's they're making the job that they're making more money on over the one that they're not. 
So if they've got a job at 25% margin or they've got a job at 10% margin, they're going to do the job at 25% margin. They're going to prioritize that job all the time over the over the 10%. And if yours is the 10%, guess what? You're going to suffer for it just because you want a cheap price. And and some builders will cut margins down to like, you know, 5%, you know, a couple of percent just to try and look cheaper and win the job. Um, and this, you know, and you might benefit from getting a bit cheaper job and whatnot. But what potentially can happen is, you know, you hear it all the time where, you know, a lot of project builders I hear from, you know, there's how many times you hear them going broke. It's like they've trimmed their margins and everything's that tight of a scale that essentially what happens is when they get to a point, it gets to a part where like they don't know whether they're ahead or behind and they've got that much money outlaid that, you know, when, when shit goes, when shit hits the fan, it's it, it's too late. Your house is at slab stage, see ya. Yours yeah, is at yeah. that halfway through fix out well we're out like they've got no money they're robbing peter to pay paul yeah that's right every single time they're always chasing their time so it's it's just important and and at the end of the day like that that the three like when you talk about the poor quality labor and free materials and margin 90 percent of the time the product looks the same at the end of the day yeah when it's not not all the time but 90 percent of the time it does and you don't know the difference the only time you know the difference Mm -hmm. is when when you get to a part where it's two three four years down the track and it's fallen apart or things are rotting or things haven't been done properly and, and because they've because they've used cheap cheap quality labor or cheap materials or they've cut their margins they're not in business anymore and you've got no comeback that's what's most likely you know most builders are i know up here i warranty six years and six months for structural hmm. um you know i'm assuming yours would be pretty similar but it's yeah, yeah if they're not in business and they're gone then it kind of makes it hard to fix like i've, I've talked to a few people have gone through a building new house and they've had issue, issues with having to get rectifications and that's what the qbcc insurance is for us like i'm assuming yours would be the same but that that's the point of people paying the insurance well the builder's supposed to pay the insurance for you so it's important to make sure that actually gets paid before the job starts because it's supposed to be paid within 10 days of signing a contract and what that does is your builder runs off dies goes broke that QBCC insurance, you can you can basically ring them up within your six years, six months, and say, "Hey, my deck's falling apart. I don't think something's been done properly." The QBCC will come out and do an assessment, um, and come out and have a look and, and check it all. But my recommendation of that is call your builder first. I think it's more important to ring your builder mm-hmm. first and say, "Hey, you know, try and have the discussion with them. Yeah. Say, I don't think something's quite right, um, or even get a second opinion from somewhere yeah. or someone or another builder." Um, and then go for it because it's easier to try and sort out if the builder's willing to come to the party to fix things, mm. then it's easy to do it. That's Much that. easier for to go down, yeah, for sure. But if they don't want to play the game, then that's when the governing body comes in to, you know, support that and assess, essentially if they don't want to fix it, they either take their license off them and then, you know, get your job finished or bring it up to a standard that, that it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do the rectification work, so yeah. All right, guys, the takeaways from this week's podcast, hope you'll enjoy it. First one for me is get it documented. So it being your project, uh, make sure you involve a designer or a builder that can get you a designer that does a design construct service um, to get what you want documented so that you can uh, have it very clear and concise as to what you want and what you're after. And so it's easy to send out to, to uh, your builders and your other trades. And I'm going to add to that because my one was do your research on your builder and just finding a builder that one you can trust and know their license and they can do things correctly, but also having a pathway for you so that 
you know, they can take you through a process to be able to figure out, you know, we didn't really talk much about that, but Andrew just said something there that sort of triggered to just making sure they have a pathway and they don't leave you in the dark and, you know, or oh, just go get, go see the designer and come back, you know, when you've got your plans. So that was, that was my one. Yeah. And, and lastly, I think it's to compare apples for apples. If you're going to get, if you're going to get multiple quotes, make sure that uh, they're all putting on the same thing as I said before, get it documented. But then when you get them there, sit them all, sit the three of them in front of it, however many there are in front of you and look at what they're actually including. Look at their scope. If they don't have a scope, ask for one. If they don't want to give you one, throw it out. Um, but look at their scopes, make sure they're also, that they're all allowing for the same things and going to give you the same thing. Don't forget guys, um, We've got a, our, come and join our Facebook group, the Builders Don't Kill Their Clients Facebook group. Share the podcast in there to talk about all the topics that we're on. We take a suggestion from you guys on what we could, um, what we can talk about. We'd love hearing that from you guys. Um, any other feedback stuff is awesome as well. We're trying to get make this show as uh, beneficial for you <coughs> as the homeowner or the renovator or looking at doing something with your home. Um, this, is, this is all for you guys. So any feedback from you guys is greatly appreciated. Also on Instagram as well, we have got a What Builders Don't Tell Their um, yes, Podcast right. Instagram thing. page as well. So, and if you want to watch any of these back, YouTube, but if you're already watching this, then I'm assuming you found it. So most Probably people have. seem to watch it on the Spotify or, you know, listener apps, all that sort of stuff. This brings us to the end of this week's show. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know we did. Hit the subscribe button. We're on all your favorite podcast apps. And if you've got any thoughts or topics that you want us to cover, make sure you hit us up in our DMs. We're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, and this week we're brought to you by... Joel Miner from Refined Space Constructions. And I'm Andrew from Quadrio Building Services. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.